Hello guys, welcome to Sipping With Us. We are here on a Tuesday night tonight, not a Wednesday. Um, we have a guest today for this episode. The topic's gonna be following your passion, right? Is that what we said? Yeah. <laughs> From corporate to following your passion or follow your passion? Yes. Either one. Revolving around following your passion, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with the uh, Ray and Rant, right? And then we'll introduce our guest. Okay. okay. You started, Paula? Oh, I don't know. I don't have one. <laughs> okay, Maybe Myra, start it. My rave for this week um, will probably be that I, me and my sister joined a workout challenge thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing like counting macros. and. So is that a rave or a rant? That's a rave because I'm excited <laughs> about it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, so what's the rave and rant thing about Kind of like a good and positive thing that happened Like what to has you happened to you in your week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like something exciting that week. Or a rant. Something you want to rant about. Mm-hmm. So, so you yeah. go next. <laughs> I thought rave maybe like a music festival. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, this is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess I can rave since the rave is a good part, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So rave, um, I actually took a mini uh, road trip down to... It was supposed to be all of Texas, but I just ended up staying in Austin. So I uh, spent some cool time in Austin. I did things that I've never done out there before. Mm, like what? It's the 6th Street, uh, Rainy Street, you know, experience. But because of COVID, um, I did a lot of, like, yeah, just stuff that I mm-hmm. never thought I could do in Austin. So spending time with one of my really good friends and his wife. And, yeah, I had a lot of fun. So did did Austin in a way that I've never done before and it was pretty cool. That's cool. That's cool. It's always fun to do new things. Yeah, doing new things and experiencing. Mm-hmm. And even like, even if you go to the same place you've been to before, just kind of seeing it in a different like perspective, perspective. you know? Do you have a rant or just a rave? Um, nah, I try not to focus on it. Okay, <laughs> that's yeah. good. That's yeah. Sometimes you gotta let it out though. Yeah. yeah. Can't have to release it, you know? Well, I'm not gonna do it here. <laughs> I want this to be a not that depressing right now. <laughs> I don't like the depressing things. Okay. It's not that type of episode. Okay. So for me, I don't really have a rant either, I feel. But I guess my rave is I'm planning a little party this Friday, a little girls' night. Mm-hmm. So no, it's... <laughs> it's it's a witchy wine night. Mm-hmm. Wine tasting night. Is that what my invite said? Yes. <laughs> you remember. But... Basically, I'm just going to host at my house, like, invite some some women over, and we're going to do, like, dress up like witches mm-hmm. and do some wine tasting. So I'm excited for that. Nice. So now I'll have to go find my little... Go find your hat. hat. Yeah. Your witch hat. We'll see. And it's a new moon, so um, that'll be fun. Yeah. Paula? My rave. Um, did I say about losing inches already? My, I took my measurements last week, my trainer. Losing inches from no, my that. waist, my arms... That's exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, oh, sorry. He kills me in the gym, so he better <laughs> be working. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. rant. No rant. Okay. So all raves today. That's yeah. good. That's good. Cheers. With my smoothie. Yeah. I was drinking a smoothie. Had no intention of having alcohol today, but cheers. I'm drinking now I'm having some wine because we started talking about <laughs> wine night. So I'm like, let me gra- let me grab a glass. Yeah. Um. So let's say, uh, Rudy, we want to start out with telling us a little bit about yourself, where you're from. So I'm from Dallas. I grew up in East Dallas. Um, haven't left, been born, raised there in Dallas. Dallas has treated me well. I uh, went to school in Dallas, worked in Dallas, and now I'm starting, or started my business in Dallas as well. So um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Dallas boy. Where did you go to school? Uh, high school, I went to Scarling. And then college, I went to SMU. Mm, nice. What did you go to school for? I did electrical engineering and math at SMU, which is kind of cool because I don't use it at all with what I'm doing right now. <laughs> so are you a little nerd? Mm, it depends. <laughs> I can be, but um, I, I grew up as a waiter, so I, I tend to... Um, lean towards my waiter characteristics more than my my engineering Mm -hmm. mindset i still think like an engineer but i like to talk like a waiter Hmm. so what is how do the engineers think because i've heard that before too but i'm just wondering well the way that at least i can explain for myself or talk for myself is 
you think in systems, you think in ways of how sequences work. So um, in order for you to move on to the next step, you kind of have to have the this current step situated, mm-hmm. figured out. Right. Um, and then it all kind of has to kind of balance out. So it doesn't matter if you've done something in the mm-hmm. beginning um, and it doesn't work out five steps later, then you mm-hmm. kind of didn't do it right. So right. that's the way that I, that I, I like to think. Um, you try to figure out the first steps very well so they can um, just flow very easily with whatever is coming up next. That's interesting. Is that kind of like, have you mirrored that in your life, you feel? A lot, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's a, I, I like to call it a blessing and a curse. Um, I actually had one boss where he would always tell me there's always the science behind it, but it's also an art. And so I think now, um, being on my own, it's I've learned to comprehend that statement a bit more mm-hmm. yeah. and actually balance it out more with the art now. Nice. So then um, you went to college. When it? Do you mind me asking how old you were? I don't think I know. I'm 29. You were 29. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you graduated. What? How old were you? I was 23. 23? Yeah. 20, 23, yeah. I graduated in 2014. So... Six years ago, wow, yeah, six wow. years ago. So you went to college right after high school? Pretty yes, much, basically, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm, nice. That's nice, yeah. yeah. So kind of take us through that journey. I, you know, I was listening to something the other day, I don't know what it was, maybe a podcast, where it said how, like, it's not very talked about, but it needs to be talked about how how people struggle so much finding themselves after college like trying to figure out where to start their life like a lot of people even oh, right. get depressive yeah because it's like okay well now what you know what i mean yeah like it's it's sometimes it's hard to like get positions like in the career that you majored in and everything right. and it's it's just kind of like for many people i know some people it's easier because you already have something lined up mm-hmm. but for many people it's like kind of like a foggy area mm-hmm. and kind of difficult time yeah, no, that's actually cool that you, you bring that up because mm-hmm. I didn't experience that until, um, yeah, the last year of, of my um, career at, in corporate. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I actually hit it. So mm-hmm. when I graduated from college, which I was fortunate because um, I got interviewed by the company that I worked here at in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And um, first... First interview, first job offer, like I just went ahead and just took it. Um, it was really cool. So luckily, I wasn't one where I graduated and I didn't have anything to fall back on. Mm-hmm. Um, it was right there, you know, just kind of following the thing. So I did uh, engineering. So I was an engineer for a year and eight months. Mm. And then I kind of realized that the engineering was fun, but it wasn't my thing. And mm-hmm. so... Um, I, I, you know, have a big mouth, and so I, I networked <laughs> and got to know a different side of the business, or at least the company I was at. And so I got promoted to a financial analyst, mm. and so um, that's where my passion and love for business came about. So I started to see things from a different perspective, and I didn't realize that you could have like maybe 20 meetings in a day and then come out exhausted just because mental exhaustion yeah they're just you know they they drain your energy Mm -hmm. but um i really enjoyed that part of the business um and so you know after that that's when i kind of just just went ahead and and left corporate and started my own thing okay so then i was gonna say how did you come to terms with eventually deciding you know like this is what you went to school for was that difficult, like, just making that decision? Like, oh, I went to school for this, but I'm no longer going to pursue this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess it just depends on how you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was four years into my career at, mm-hmm. um, at, at the company I was at in Dallas, mm-hmm. I started really questioning a lot of things. And so one of the things was, do I want to be a 56 year old dude leaving this building um not wanting to be here but you know doing it because I was comfortable and it was a nice paycheck and whatnot um and so um I actually used to take dart to downtown Dallas and I would see 
people just, you know, they get off the train and you could just tell that they just did not want to go oh, wherever mm-hmm. they were Miserable going. Miserable faces. Yes. Right. <laughs> um, and it was the exact same thing after they were leaving the building too. And it's like, mm-hmm. man, like that got me thinking a lot. I was like, all right, do I really want to keep doing this for the rest of my life just because mm-hmm. it's a it's a very nice paycheck? Mm-hmm. Or do I want to do something for myself where I can have some impact with people mm-hmm. and create something? And so I started thinking, all right, I can keep earning what I earn now or I can figure out a way to earn it myself. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, that was a component of it, but more more than anything, it was just I didn't want to be that six-year-old person getting off the train and not yeah. wanting to go to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, all right. It's kind of like you saw yourself in the future and you're like, yeah. that is <laughs> depressing. Do I want to be that person or yeah. not? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's when, when you said about students graduating from college and then like having that time in their lives were like what what's next i was fortunate enough to not have that then because right i had i was living very comfortably and then i started questioning myself when i was living that comfortable life do i really want to do this so i had that later on in my career not Mm -hmm. necessarily uh after college and that was just through like your own observations really yeah it's just kind of thinking further ahead yeah and you know I'm pretty sure anybody listening to this now, it's just like, it is so easy to get comfortable in life. Oh, yeah. You know? Very easy. So easy. because Especially once you start having responsibilities, that always makes it even more difficult. Which brings me to the point where if you are, like, in that stage where, like, you don't have those responsibilities yet and you don't like where you're at, that's probably the time when you should take action. You know what I mean? So, to piggyback right off of that... um, Right, so I was I was living the the post post college life, mm-hmm. and it was my second year working, and I was very close to getting a condo or getting mm-hmm. you know my own my own home, mm-hmm. and then it kind of dwelled on me as I was about to basically sign the inspection so they could kind of get started mm-hmm. because I was putting in a bid for the for the place, and it hit me I was like man, I'm gonna be tied down to this uh, basically it's going to be debt right Mm -hmm. to this debt for I don't know how long and my decisions are going to be based off of this circumstance Mm -hmm. and so I started thinking a lot of like I'm going to sacrifice traveling which is one thing I really enjoy doing and then just kind of just I don't being free and so by me thinking about being tied down at least that's what I like to call it not necessarily the responsibilities it's the commitments of right it's a 30 it, give or take right mm-hmm. 15 to 30 year commitment um and it's like man the rest or the the 30 years the 15 to 30 years that lie right ahead of me like they're i can't do anything about them unless mm-hmm. i just let go of this lifestyle so that got me thinking and i said all right let me not do this because there may be a time where I want to do something else, and mm-hmm. because of this uh, holdback, I'm not going to be able to decide mm-hmm. to move forward right. because, you know, I, I have a, a big commitment, and, you know, at that point, you kind of have to follow through. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that was, like, me realizing or it's the responsibilities at the time. Thought about it now, which I'm very grateful because right now I have no debt, mm-hmm. um, and I can live... Uh, a free life which is mm-hmm. um what do you what do you consider a free life to be um free life is mm-hmm. like you you get to dictate what you're gonna do right mm-hmm. now um there's pros and cons to the free life right mm-hmm. because um you, time you just never get back mm-hmm. and so if you're not taking um the precautions or the time and effort to really think about what you're doing with your time right now um you're gonna suffer five ten years from now Right, the consequences are not right in front of you; they happen later on down the road, so um mm-hmm. freedom right is is being able to act right then and there without having any um constraints or um what's the word I'm looking for 
basically, you're not going to be influenced mm -hmm. by anything except what you want to do right then and there. You, and also, you're not on somebody else's time, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Unless it's your current customer, right? Yeah. Like, you right. want to keep them happy, but... And so, yeah, that's what freedom is, at least right now, to me. I may mm -hmm. find that differently, you know, 10 years from now. Um, there's a really cool um, entrepreneur and philosopher that I, that I love how he thinks. Is he goes by the name of Naval, and um, yeah, he said freedom in his thirties was one thing, and then freedom in his forties, fifties is is another. So, um, I hope I can get to say that that's the same thing, right? Because mm -hmm. if I'm gonna be forty and still classifying freedom as one way, then I feel like I may have wasted ten years. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'm not trying to to be at that. So right. I'm telling you what freedom I think means now, and hopefully it's continuously evolving. I yeah. mean, changing. And mm -hmm. hopefully, when we have this sipping with us, um, grandma and grandpa level, <laughs> we, we'll see where we're at by then. Yeah, we can, uh, you know what? We can uh, meet up it. again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll drink coffee at the time. <laughs> With that yeah, we'll at 5 <laughs> so what oh. do you do now so now i started um a food business two years ago um and i remember when i was leaving corporate and i was basically telling people um what i was doing one of the first things were like well, is that any lucrative and I like said, are you crazy leaving this pay for like to start something yeah, yeah. um but, you know, I've always been a visionary, and so I would, my answer was like, yeah, maybe not now, but later on, mm -hmm. it will. Um, and that's still how I think to this day, and um, I, I really, not that I do it for the money, obviously, like, what I do is, is more of a passion, mm -hmm. but I've really enjoyed um, building relationships and building experiences with people. And I think that's part of my DNA now that I've understood what makes me do what I do. And mm -hmm. it's basically, it comes down to two things, experiences and relationships. Right. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't regret what I did. Um, it has mm -hmm. been tough because of COVID. Um, I mean, everybody out there that's, you know, doing it on their own mm -hmm. uh, is, is struggling. Um Obviously, right, if I would have known that a pandemic was going to happen right. two years in okay. the future, I probably would have thought about it very differently. But um, this is all part of it. This is the experience. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. that's uh, what I'm, I'm trying to really take in is, all right, it's the experience. And let's just keep wow, going. Wow, you said something very interesting because I feel like as I've aged, I kind of feel like the same too. As far as like that's what's important in life, right? Like the experiences and the relationships that you create with people because mm. at the end of the day why does it matter what does success matter if you don't create those experiences those and you don't have people to enjoy it with in the future you yeah. know what i mean yeah and the other thing I, i'd like to add on that is um and this is something that i've been understanding about myself a lot more is yeah you can have this quote-unquote successful life mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, these people are still miserable, mm -hmm. right? And so what's right. the point of, you know, having as many zeros in your mm -hmm. bank account if you're still dwelling on something that is just going to make you... If you, A, either screwed people mm -hmm. along the way, B, you know, mm -hmm. had to, like, sacrifice your own personal relationships. I mean, there has to be a balance, right? I know sometimes you got to, like, put in time, take time away from, like, some people to focus on on your business or on what's important at that moment, but finding like a balance to where you're not compromising everything. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I really feel like that's kind of where my mind is focused on too. It's just relationships like right. now, you know? Tell us the story behind your business or why did you start, decided to do that? Yeah. Like why food? <laughs> what, what was it about it? <laughs> so, um, it was back in 2015 um, I took my first, or was able to afford my first, like, vacation and went out to Miami. Mm. Um, and I attended an uh, Ultra Music Festival. Mm. <laughs> and so that... Uh, In Miami, you said? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, which that was nice. That was That's a lot of you're fun. you're supposed to go to next yes. year. Yes. It's, <laughs> yeah. Um, at the time, I remember the two happiest days of my life were graduation from, graduating from college, which I, I think is... Um, it's just a very self-fulfilling and very mm -hmm. self-satisfying 
um, feeling. Mm -hmm. But um, watching Skrillex close uh, Ultra Music Festival, like I, I don't, I've never done ecstasy before, but I think I know what ecstasy could feel like because I felt like this <laughs> on such a high. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was awesome, and so yeah, at the time, um, I said it was. Uh, it changes the, your life, right? The top two, like, most important, like, times of, in my life. Mm -hmm. um, and so the reason I say that is because um, I also became a foodie at that trip. Mm -hmm. So growing up here in Dallas, right, you just had tacos, you just had, like, the Mexican food, and you had your, you know, mom and pop, mom and pop shop. So Chinese Dallas food. is not a foodie place, you're saying? No, well, <laughs> it, it's... I guess let me let me correct myself because mm -hmm. that is a very valid point. Um, it is a big foodie place. Now um, I wasn't so much of a foodie, so I was very kind of like just the same step all yeah, the time. Yeah, just mm -hmm. you know, and and I, I learned that about people, right? Is they stick to what they know. What they know. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you know, with, when it comes to the comfort thing, they don't want to step out of it. And they're like, no, you know what? I actually like what what I'm eating here, and I'm not going to mm -hmm. try something else. Mm -hmm. And so um, I remember going with some of my friends. And they're like, no, nah, no, nah, let's go to McDonald's. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, man. Like, we came here to Miami. Mm -hmm. Like, like let's, let's, try. let's, let's try, do yeah. something that we wouldn't do back at home. And mm -hmm. so it also came down to the food. And so um, there's a awesome spot. And I still remember where it is. It's off of um, 6th and Washington. Mm -hmm. It's in South Beach. It's called Las Olas Cafe. Mm -hmm. And I fell in love with that place. That every time that I would go to Miami, I would always go there to eat mm -hmm. breakfast, eat um, it's just I I try not to go back so to much same, like, to the same I wanted to like you know experience you, other you stuff. were gonna say that but then you thought about it and okay I'm not gonna lie I did do it but it was I just kind of fell in love with everything and that's where I also had my first Cuban sandwich mm -hmm. the what's it called what is a Cuban sandwich for people that don't know so a Cuban sandwich um, from a Mexican standpoint it's like a with it's like a Torta. And mm -hmm. some people will call it a torta, but it's not really a torta, right? Um, <laughs> it's sort of like, so the bread is like a bolillo, mm. but when you press it, it becomes a little like hardened, and it's it's a hardened, soft type of sandwich. Mm -hmm. and like so, a panini kind like of? a panini. Basically. That's yeah. how I because I have yeah. it. I, okay. I eat it all the time, but that's how I kind of think about it, like a mm -hmm. panini. So Cuban sandwich is awesome, right? Have you, yeah, have you gone? There's this place in uh, Halton City called, I think, uh, Tito's or something like that. I have not And they're Cubans, that. and they it's a little, tiny little restaurant, and it's like hole-in-the-wall Cuban mm -hmm. food. They have really good. I've got to try it, because I, I really like Well, I like cortaditos. Food. It's coffee, though. Yeah. <laughs> and the cafe con leche. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I had, you know, the Cuban sandwich. I had... The cafe con leche, um, and I still can picture the, the, the ladies kind of just scooping the sugar from the mm -hmm. actual raw sugar cane. Mm -hmm. Like, they would go ahead and press it there, and then they'd make the, man. It was an awesome experience that um, I started saying, all right, if I were to ever travel anywhere else, I got to make sure I do this again to mm -hmm. where I'm only eating the food that I'll find there. Mm -hmm. um, and so, basically, um, that's how the idea of the business that I started came about. Um, it's, I specialize in tacos, mm -hmm. but um, it's also Americana food. Mm -hmm. And um, as I was mentioning to you earlier, um, it's all staple dishes across the U.S. So mm -hmm. I have a lot of dishes that a lot of people, unless you're from that area, you are going to know about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm trying to do with my business is... Um, I know there's the Mexican spot, there's mm. the Asian spot, there's right. right, but no one really talks about the Americana spot, like the the American food. And when you think of American food, like you first think burgers or mm -hmm. hot dogs, right? But the dishes that I have on my menu, they're actually from cities within the U.S. The U.S. Mm -hmm. And so, for instance, a Cuban sandwich is actually an American dish. Okay, so let me ask you this. Uh, I don't know anything about your business yet, right? Yeah. But do you name your dishes based on the places that no, you go to? They're, oh, they're okay. all original, so I'm not reinventing the wheel here. Right. I just learned how to make the dishes, but um, I'm not, you know, I'm trying to stay as authentic mm -hmm. to the dish and, and not disrespect the city that it mm -hmm. comes from. 
So, like, for instance, right, the Cuban, uh, it's actually from Tampa Bay, Florida. Mm -hmm. So it's an American dish. Um, there's this awesome burger that has the cheese inside the patties. Oh, my God, that looks so good. I haven't tried it, but it looks so good. <laughs> and that's from Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. And it's called the Juicy Lucy. Mm -hmm. um, the Juicy Lucy. Oh, my God. <laughs> do you do Philly sticks? I I, well, okay, and so I'm gonna start throwing out all these like suggestions. I do a cheesesteak. No, okay. I don't like calling it a Philly cheesesteak because, and and I'm sorry if I offend people here in Texas, but I learned when I went out to Philly um, that the way that people do it here in Texas is not the authentic mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. And so when I hear someone say, let me go get a Philly cheesesteak, I'm like, you're not going to get a real cheesesteak. Mm -hmm. You're going to get um, a Texas one. <laughs> yeah. And so Texas version of one. In Philadelphia, mm -hmm. they call it a, a cheesesteak. And in mm -hmm. some places, they'll actually say steak. Let's go get a steak. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason that it's a it's steak. It's like saying pie in New York. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Right. Um, and I found out or come to understand why it's called a cheesesteak is mm -hmm. because it's actually a ribeye steak mm -hmm. in a sandwich with cheese on it. So the cheesesteak, mm -hmm. not the Philly cheesesteak, because the Philly cheesesteak, and I feel so bad because I'm not trying to bash on people that make Philly cheesesteaks, mm -hmm. right? But um, it's not going to be chuck roast or it's not going to be no, it's steak. steak. It's not going to, no, like, you, if you're going to call it a cheesesteak, you got to go for the premium cut, which is the ribeye. We actually made some um, for 4th of July this year, and we got ribeye from yeah. H-E-B, yeah. So you guys did a cheesesteak. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. Did, yeah, you guys did the authentic one and yeah. not the Philly one. And yeah. so, yeah. When I go out to places and I see on the menu that mm -hmm. they offer a Philly cheesesteak, the first thing I'm doing is checking the ingredients. Mm -hmm. And if I don't see ribeye, I'm like, all right, that's why you're calling it a Philly cheesesteak. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you have a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. That's a very example, interesting concept. Yeah. Uh, I went to go eat the other day where one of his places and I was talking to my friend, uh, one of my friends from California and... I was like, yeah, man, I'm eating this burrito. It has fries in it, like mm -hmm. fries. I had never had a burrito. She's like, oh, yeah, like a Kelly burrito. I'm like, what? <laughs> what is that burrito called? The Kelly burrito. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, my friend Pat. Yeah. She's from Kelly. Like, yeah, just like the Kelly burrito. I'm like, I had never tried it here. And she's like, yeah, that's how they sell it here. Mm -hmm. Nice. Like, so do you have a restaurant or like, do you no. go to so like Right now events? I do pop-ups. Oh, okay. Yeah, I go out to breweries now. This year, um, the idea was to start looking for one, but obviously, right, COVID Got happened, um, and so right now, it's just been just surviving, just right in the way of as mm -hmm. long as we can see the end of the tunnel, uh, and then the, the restaurant will come later on, but um, yeah, it's just pop-ups right now. Are you going to be at Hearst in a couple of weeks? I've so we've talked about it. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, the schedules just never. He's like booked already. Like, oh, man. Yeah, already yeah. like. Yeah. So when is your next one so we can go? So yeah, tomorrow. We're gonna, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> he has, he has one every week. Yeah. Wednesday okay. to Sunday. Yeah, and so what I'm actually trying to do with um, the pop up concept is, um, I really like how the coasts do it. So basically, New York and mm -hmm. the West Coast. Um, here, when I think of pop-ups, is they happen maybe to y'all's point, right? That's why you ask, when's your next one? You do it every once in a while, mm. right? And so what I'm actually trying to do with this is to create a legitimate business from it because mm -hmm. I've seen it work in, in the West Coast mm -hmm. and do pop-ups, you know, like a business, like mm -hmm. you have your days. Yeah, and not doing them every other two weeks or every Yeah, weeks. so you have like a designated schedule, like this, mm -hmm. these days I'm going to be here. Okay. Yep. That's yeah. Yeah, that's cool. We're Plus, go. it keeps it. In I would think it keeps it interesting for you too, because you're not always in the same place. Yeah, you know. And then what I do um, is I offer a staple dish at every okay uh, location. So one location is a Cuban sandwich. Mm -hmm. One location is a California burrito. Uh, mm -hmm. One location is a cheesesteak. So that way, it's unique. Because one thing I, I I have found is the the brewery clientele kind of. You know, sticks that if they're going to this brewery, they'll go to this brewery. And if they're going to that brewery, they'll go to that brewery. Mm -hmm. So it's um, like the same customers for their the mm -hmm. breweries. Okay. So I, I try to uh, to have Accommodate. at least, mm -hmm. you know, one staple dish at each brewery. And if they want to visit um, another brewery because they want to try something else, then that's that's that that's sounds so fun. Mm -hmm. Like, go um, 
It's a brewery. The one I went number to one. was really nice. What was yeah. it called? Uh, Pegasus. Pegasus. Pegasus Dallas, City Brewery. In the uh, design district. It was really nice. So is that where you usually kind of stay at in Dallas? Yeah. And especially in that area, too. So um, I'll basically... So I do four breweries. Um, but within the design district, there's three breweries that are basically within a five-mile radius. Mm. Um, and then the other one I do in Farmer's Branch, and I do that one on Sundays. Mm. That's nice. Yeah. So are you by yourself, or do you have an employee? Or no, something? well, it's it's been tough this year because um, it... I just don't know anymore, like, what, what it's going to be. Like, some days it's busy, and mm-hmm. then some days it slows down. But um, before COVID, I had two people working with me. Um, and now, as of yesterday, as of two days ago, it's just me. Um, so, yeah, right now it's just it's just me and kind of just dealing with the punches mm-hmm. um, with COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Do you miss corporate? <laughs> no. No? Not at all? Not at all. So you don't regret corporate at all? No. Not at all. No. <laughs> I never even think about that. No, the, the answer is going to be no. I, I don't regret it at all. You seem to be very, like, self-motivated, but, like, do you... What about, like, family and stuff? Like, friends? Like, what kind of support? What kind of feedback? What well, kind of... everybody's supporting me, which is right. really cool. Um, but my mom occasionally will throw, like, why are you doing this? Like, you have a, a college education. <laughs> you know, you used to do this, mm. blah, blah, blah. Uh, so my parents are in the restaurant industry as well. Mm. Um, and so they, they know the struggle. They know everything. Like, you know, you're... You did four or five years of college. Mm-hmm. Why, why are you doing this? But um, I did it for five years, and even though I, I earned a really, really nice paycheck, I, I it just wasn't you just, for me. You weren't happy. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you evaluate it, the situation. It's like, is this really what I want to do for the rest of my life? That's mm-hmm. a hard decision to make. Mm-hmm. Really hard. Yeah. You know, because there's so many people, like, stuck in jobs that it's like, it's good paychecks, but but not happy. Inside. Not happy. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's interesting because you know you kind of just you're not a lot of people do that. Yeah, you just kind of went for it, like or whatever. Yeah, I I actually put in a six weeks notice. When six they did. weeks. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, because um, you know I, I really enjoyed what I used to do. Like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, I, I did enjoy it. It just wasn't a self-fulfilling thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I left a really good boss. And, um, yeah, I he supported my decision. To this day, I talked to him very well. Um, and so I just didn't want to leave, you know, like, yeah. I, I wanted to um, do the right thing and, you know. Leave in good terms. If, Maintain those connections yeah. relationships because usually yeah. what happens right is if when you leave you kind of just Bye. I've, seen, <laughs> I've seen people do that right yeah. now, they just leave stuff behind mm-hmm. um but yeah my my boss actually had to tell me to go on my last day because i was it was after five and i was still working just to mm. finish up um the last thing that that i needed to do right mm-hmm. yeah wow integrity that's how i am too the times that i've left my job i'm yeah. like i have to get everything like done i try and leave everything like organized for the next person so where do you see yourself in five years? Um, five years. So I'm hoping that uh, we've got the, the brick and mortar running. Um, I also started a charity project that I hope can also grow uh, to something bigger. So I've got a few ideas that I'm right now trying to execute on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see, I see good things. Yeah. Even though COVID's around right now and it's not so so clear and so good right now, mm-hmm. um, five years from now, it, it's going to be great. Right. It's going to yeah. be awesome. Yeah, I, I believe that too, especially like, I know COVID is like, this whole year has been hard for so many people, but like, mm-hmm. there's always good that comes out of everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, this is just temporary. But um, that's a good question. <laughs> Where do you see yourself in five years? So you do plan to make it like a full-on like... Oh, yeah. Like yeah, I, I mean, the reason I left corporate is I I see these people that do pop-ups, right? And um, it's funny, everybody that, well, before they knew who I was, they would be like, hey, you're the guy that actually, like, does this for a living. And I said, yeah. Um, and the reason is because if I don't have any skin in the game and where this is, like, my my thing... 
then I treat this as as a pastime, right? Mm-hmm. So if something goes wrong, it's like, all right, I'll I'll just put it to the side until things get better, and then yeah, because right I have something up. secure for now. Mm-hmm. That's true. I never thought about that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like it, it's kind of like it's I have to make it type of right. mindset because I left this for like there wasn't like an option to like not be fall back on yeah successful right yeah and i do feel like a lot of times i mean i can even uh i feel like even myself like with whatever ideas or whatever you come up with it's like when you have something secure it's hard you know what i mean because it's it's like eh like you have to be okay so that's the thing it's like how do you hone into that passion like you have that one experience but I'm a believer with passion because I'm a very passionate person, by the way. I'm a Scorpio. I don't know if I mentioned that. <laughs> but I can be very passionate about, like, things in life. But passion doesn't last 100% of the time. Like, sometimes it kind of, like, fades out or, like... Like, you're ways. not always in that, like, high, high, like, passion mindset. You know what I mean? So how do you maintain that through, like, your struggles? How do you, like... How do you overcome your hard days? How do you, like pick yourself back up um because there has to be days when you're just like i don't fucking feel like doing this yeah (laughs) no i mean there's yeah no and and they happen a lot and i think what what makes it you know not be so bad is you you gotta one the passion has to be there and now i understand why um people say you need to be passionate about what you're doing Mm -hmm. because during the rough times, it's the passion that's going to get you through it. Mm. If you don't have the passion, then you're just going to drop it. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's even though to your point, yes, the passion isn't there 100%. It's whatever is there mm-hmm. is the thing that's going to keep you going. Um, and so um, the way that I like to look at it a lot of times is... I try not to focus too much on the present, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to just focus on, especially, right, it's, there's going to be a lot of negativity. Mm-hmm. And if you're focusing on the negativity, then you're not giving it enough time to, you know, get better. Um, and obviously, you have to be rational about things as well. Um, you got to see that, that things are, are actually playing out, right? Like if you're going out, for instance, in my case, um, this is what makes me kind of keep going is um, through this year, it's been a very tough year, mm-hmm. um, but knowing that people will go out of their way to go eat with me. Mm. And so me knowing that I have a few, and quite a bit of customers that, that do that, it's like, all right, they're the reasons why I'm going to keep pushing because I met them along the way. Mm-hmm. And just because it didn't, it's not working out right now, I'm just going to go ahead and drop this. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, part of the reason I also started the charity project that I did is because I don't want to just drop everything because it wasn't working. So mm-hmm. I, I'm creating motivations around me to keep going. To keep that going. Way, um, I have more motivations than actual setbacks. And mm-hmm. if you have more motivations and setbacks, you're going you're gonna to keep That's a good going. point because uh, it's crazy. I was literally thinking about this earlier today and I, it had not even nothing to do with today's topic, but... It's like, I'm that, I'm just kind of, I can only speak for myself, but I'm that type of person that I always have to have something to look forward to in life. Mm. Otherwise, my life gets dep- can get depressive. Like, I don't like being, like, just Doing living. Just living. living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's okay to, like, be in that, in that, in those stages in life and, like, just enjoy and enjoy kind of the little things in life, right? But my mindset always has to be whether it's a trip whether it, whatever it is but something to look forward to and when there's nothing to look forward to i feel like like it's depressing you know mm. like i don't know i've never been through like depression or anything but i feel like that's what it would similar mm-hmm. feel like you know so there's a book that you just kind of um, brought up to mind and, mm-hmm. and i believe it's called the meaning of life mm-hmm. um it's about this Holocaust survivor Mm -hmm. and um, he when I read that book it it helped me put a lot of things into perspective because um, one example that he used was there was right the Holocaust you know you just there was more chances of you not surviving than surviving Mm -hmm. but what kept those people alive yeah yeah, right And, and there was this one example that he gives the author and he says 
um, someone had said, all right, I have until the end of the year. If we don't get out of here, if they don't save us by the end of the year, then, you know, this is it. And the end of the year came. And even though no one saved them and basically nothing happened, nothing changed, nothing. nothing yeah. yeah. Um, he made a new goal. He got sick. Oh, okay. He got sick and he actually passed away. Oh. Wow. And so basically what the whole moral of that mm-hmm. book is you got to keep looking forward to something. To something in life. I yeah. truly believe that that is one of the biggest keys in life. At least mm-hmm. it has been for me my whole life, yeah. you know? And, what, and it could be whatever. It can be Anything. my party I'm planning this Friday. <laughs> like that's something to push me through Friday and right. to just kind of stay motivated and you know your every day and I feel like in, in just in life in general and obviously we're talking about following your passion itself but like I don't know I feel like first of all if the, the first step is evaluating and identifying that you're just not happy where you are period mm-hmm. that's the first step for anything right and then the next step is I think figuring out your passion for some people is just really hard you know, because, and it, take, it takes a lot of self-awareness. And we talk a lot about self-awareness and through the podcast a lot um, about how important it is to, like, get to know yourself. Like, in your case, like, trips did that for you. Like, traveling did that for you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what inspired you in life. So it's, like, kind of getting out of your own way. And even as we're touching on, like, people, whatever, if you're listening and you're out of college and you just don't know what the fuck to do with your life, then it's, like, you don't have to have it really like I, I'm a believer that you don't have to have it figured out, but do something, even if it's not something you think you're gonna like, but just do it. And trust me, like in life, you'll figure out what you like and don't like as you're doing. And you just never know; you might come across something like you just really enjoy. But if you're not doing anything about it, and right. you're just in your same little routine every day, you're just yeah. never gonna figure it out. Period. Mm. Right? Yeah. yeah. I feel like everyone goes to the end like in their mid-20s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a midlife crisis, I call it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like important to like or 30s. listen to your patterns in life. So, Like, you know, I think everybody has like your, you have your own patterns like of what you do and if you start paying attention, it's like, okay. But a lot of people don't like doing that because it's very uncomfortable. Oh, it yeah. is uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. Like, in some like conversations, I've had people where I, it's, it's funny. I, I do this sometimes to mess with people, mm-hmm. but with strangers... Um, I actually like having those kind of conversations and you can tell when they're, uh, when they're super uncomfortable and I feel bad, <laughs> but I keep doing it because it's like, all right. I'm, Somebody has to poke at them yeah, and, and like kind of open favorite. up that thought in their head, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, and I've actually been told like, I didn't come here to talk about my life. So bye. Oh, oh, <laughs> so I'm like, all right, this is a very uncomfortable uh, topic. for a lot of No, people. but you Where know what you, you did? I was at a bar. You know what you did, though? You did tell me. You know what you did, though? I promise you that that person probably went and thought about it. Mm -hmm. Why it made them so uncomfortable. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's like thought-provoking, you know? And and, uh, my friend, (laughs) uh, my best friend, he goes, man, you got to tell him. And my my best friend can be um, a a bit of an Mm -hmm. old-fashioned at times in way of of girls and guys. Mm -hmm. But he would say... Um, and it makes sense why he said this. He goes, man, you don't talk about that, man. You you, you tell them what they want to hear. <laughs> I said, I'm going to talk to them however. Like, however you are. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be here and just say something because I'm trying to get my way with you. No, like, if, if I vibe with you and you like this kind of, like, I like to call it intellectual conversation, um, then you're cool. But if you're going to be here very uncomfortable and immature about it and say, hey, uh, I didn't come here to, to talk about my life. Uh, I'll see you later. I'm what like, did you tell her? Um, so <laughs> she was bragging about her having her life like figured out. Figured out. Right? Oh, okay. <laughs> and so I was like, you know, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm interested. Like, you know, I was asking her questions and she was saying, so me, this was like a date? No. Oh, you just like met this? Just random. Okay, like, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and so. She tells me that, yeah, she has a mentor and that she's going to pass down her clients to her. And she has it all figured out. And I said, whoa, 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 like no one's just going to hand you stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like you got to be very careful because 
Yes, you're maybe, relying on that too much yeah, right now. Right? Your mentor may be awesome and yeah. whatnot, but people unfortunately are very selfish, and so unless they get something in return in some form or fashion, then they're not just going to go ahead and just do something very nicely. And so I was trying to be very nice and you know not say very bluntly, mm-hmm. but I, I you know insinuated the fact that like uh, you may want to reconsider what you're doing, and then obviously right she heard something that she didn't want to hear and she says I don't want to I didn't come here to, to talk about my life <laughs> I'll see you later <laughs> and the funny thing is she she came back mm-hmm. after she got all like but not butthurt but she was like you know I'm I know what I'm doing like whatever and you? that's yeah. when um, I was purposely just you know pushing pushing at her um, I was poking her buttons at the time and that was fun just because <laughs> She just I think that's not... boring. Well, you know, what? like um I'm I'm thinking about the girl or whatever. I think having that mindset is boring. Yeah. yeah. Like I think it's boring to have think you have life figured out. I like I feel like life is about learning, learning growing, and growing and like mistakes. having people teach you things. Not only that, but just kind of I like um more of I have like an adventure mindset so it's like I want I like to know the unknown, like yeah, not knowing right. what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that makes life interesting sometimes. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying don't plan anything at all completely. I mean, you have to have some type of like structure, structure, mm-hmm. yeah, in life. But also always have like an open mind mm-hmm. as far as like, well, this mm-hmm. is what mm-hmm. is going on right now. But you, I'm open to anything mm-hmm. that pops up or, you know, happens yeah. in life or whatever. So I hope that that conversation that you had with her opened her a little it, bit I, you know i think it after yeah. she'll i would like to think that she's gonna dwell on that and, she, and she's probably gonna say man i had this weird ass conversation <laughs> with this dude um yeah. and for her she to probably posted like, it on her social media exactly yeah. but as long as i did my part and like hey i don't want you to be upset later on that fuck mm-hmm. this happened and yeah and i, I wish it wouldn't have but it's like all right, someone kind of told you it was mm-hmm. i'm hoping it doesn't and i'm hoping that this mentor has the right intentions and you know passing down her clients like nothing and blah 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 i really hope that does happen um but in my 29 years of life i don't think life works like that Mm-mm. unfortunately it doesn't fortunately actually it's a good thing <laughs> you know uh anything that comes easy is just too boring i feel i, I think it's like the joy is like in the journey of becoming. I said this. Yeah. I said this on an episode before. I don't know what we were talking about, but like the journey of becoming something, you know. Um, that's. I mean, you have to find the joy in that because it's like otherwise you're never going to be happy. There's never an end point. Yeah. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right, and so to just piggyback off the happy thought, um, so this year, as you all have no rates. COVID, right? Mm-hmm. 2020. Um, and I feel, just like many others, that we've been pushed to um, some limits that we didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that um, I'm kind of fortunate that I'm going through right now that I don't think I would have gone through if I would have had a comfortable life, uh, meaning still being in corporate, um, so as I mentioned earlier before, Naval, um, he's a well-known entrepreneur, um, angel investor. So angel investor meaning they invest in startup companies. Mm-hmm. And he recently has been known more for his philosophical views. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a book that came out. Um, and it's it's more of like think of indie movies mm-hmm. where it's a very low budget movie, mm-hmm. right? But it's still really they're bad. always the best ones. So <laughs> exactly, right? And so this book, it's weird because this book was created off of just conversations, mm-hmm. tweets, podcasts, etc. Of what this guy has said, and the reason I started looking more into that book is because um, the happy part. Like, it started to uh, really dwell on me. And I've had some recent experiences that kind of made me think about it because um, even though I enjoy what I'm doing now, um, I haven't been the happiest mm. that I that I think I should be. And mm-hmm. 
it's not necessarily because um, I am doing what I'm doing. Um, it's just more of that, like, take aside what you're doing now. Like, that doesn't even matter if you're in corporate, right. if you're an entrepreneur. Like, no. Like, I just wasn't happy with myself. Mm-hmm. And so I got to a point where I, I wasn't happy before in corporate. Mm-hmm. And now I came to a point where I wasn't happy doing this. Not necessarily doing this. Let me take that back. In the situation mm-hmm. that I am in. And it's like, all right. We're never going to have the perfect situation. Mm-hmm. And if I do end up, you know, becoming very, very successful with this business and, and my ideas um, are, are implemented and I'm still feeling like this, then it's like nothing is going to bring me happiness. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of sad. And so, um, like I said, recent experiences kind of really made me take this into consideration because no matter what you do. If you are not happy inside and you think that by me reaching X or me reaching Y, you're going to become happy, you're probably not going to be happy. And so um, I like to really touch on this because um, it's also like one of those uncomfortable topics that people don't want to talk about. But Mm -hmm. like they think about it and then someone brings it up. They're like, shut up. Like, I don't want to talk about this. but it, it's very important because if you're not understanding what happiness is to you and, and why you're not feeling this way, then you're going to be living this life over and over and over and over again. And so um, uh, the book, um, I, it's, the, it's called The Almanac of Naval. Uh, it's a PDF. It's a free ebook. Like He made it available to uh, folks. But... Um, I've gotten into my, I consider myself a very spiritual person. Mm-hmm. Um, I meditate a lot mm-hmm. and I try to follow some good practices of being self-conscious, self-aware, mm-hmm. uh, mindful, um, intentional, intentional, um, compassionate. Um, but you lose track of that because of, you know, certain circumstances right. around you. But um, the reason I, I like bringing this up is because um, we we kind of need to be asking ourselves those questions. Mm-hmm. If we're not right now, you're gonna asking you're gonna ask yourself those questions, and it might be a little too late because you've let all this time kind of go by, mm-hmm. and you kind of wasted it. Yeah. And to me, time is the most precious thing. I agree. That's one thing you can't give back, mm-hmm. and so I'm just trying to figure out how to make. The best use of time so I can, you know, really enjoy what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. And I think, like you said, ultimately happiness is all that matters in life, right? And I feel like a lot of times, and for for me, happiness can be different for everybody, but for me, it's like kind of being well-rounded in all aspects. Like, I don't think like, and I feel like sometimes that's where people in life fail because they've focus too much on one thing that they think is going to make them happy whether it's having that hot body whether it's like getting to that success level they think they're going to be and they just completely disregard everything else Mm -hmm. because they're solely only focused on that right and it's like it's like no happiness is like the balance of it all you know because we're very complex humans and we need everything like to be well-rounded like Mm -hmm. it's not just one thing or another it's like this is why there's so many super successful rich people that are like like you said unhappy because you just only focused on getting to that point amount point of yeah. in life and exactly. you just disregarded everything else and thought that that was good was, was going to make you happy but yeah that's very interesting because and um we'll I guess we'll link that book, right? If, yeah, we'll link the book and then the name of your business. You never mentioned it. Yeah, you never mentioned oh, the yeah. name of your business, by the way. <laughs> Go eat your so, food. Pimp yourself out. So the name of the business is Rudy Shack. Um, the name of the business is Rudy Shack. Now, the um, play on words is, so my name is Rudy. Um, you spell it R-U-D-Y. But the way I spelled uh, Rudy's, is R O O D I E S. Okay. And so if you look very closely at, at, at the logo that I created, um, 
there's actually so the R, there's an F in there. And so what I like to call it is I'm basically a foodie shack. Mm. So okay. I, I I don't like to specialize in one. Obviously, I, I, I think I make pretty good tacos, but I also want to showcase, like I said, the, the different mm-hmm. uh, staple dishes across the U.S. And so um, my spot is it's not a, a very traditional joint where it's just... You know, one mm-hmm. once it's it's a foodie shack, right? And so, yeah, that's clever. That's why I named it like that. I feel like some of the best like businesses always have like a clever logo idea or behind idea it. behind it. Yeah. And what I love about yours is that, like you said, it's like I feel like when you uh, when you follow your passion rather than the money itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, the money will come. Yeah. The success will come because you're fully invested in the you're passion tra- behind it. Yeah. You believe in it. So strongly. And people are attracted to that. Yeah, and people are people follow people. If anything I've learned in life, people follow people. And that's um And I was gonna mention that earlier when you mentioned about your customers, it's like what how they keep you motivated and, mm-hmm. and you know, passionate about your business because it's like it's the relationships you build yeah. along the way. And and funny thing is like you said people follow people and I, I completely agree with that. One, um I say I don't do business with the business, I do business with people. Mm-hmm. And two, um I kinda learned the hard way. So originally I had a rebrand. My the name of my business was actually Adios Mio. Mm-hmm. Um and I realized one I, I thought I was clever by calling it that, but that's a long story that let's not get into. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> I also realized that people follow people. Mm-hmm. And I never wanted to make the business about me because my idea was like, I'm going to expand this and I don't want, you know, someone to say, oh, are you the owner? And like, no, I want this to be like an entity on its own, mm-hmm. right? Like if we can right. spread out to Oregon, mm-hmm. like it may not be there, it can work. Um, so that was my idea behind it. But um, I learned that that people do follow people. And so when I made the business about myself, I saw a, a change in the business. Mm-hmm. And so you're right. People do follow people. Um, and I think that's it goes back down to right the, the relationships part of those two things that I, I look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it's you build the relationships along the way. You treat people nice, and good things happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I a, agree with that. 100%. That's a percent. That's a good point on ending it, ending this episode. It's like I think we touched on a lot today. We touched obviously, you know, what it what it means to follow wh- what it is that you love to do and identifying your passion. But we touched on happiness too, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like that all kind of goes along with each other. But if if anything, if as a listener, if you're listening to this, um, if hopefully, if, what is something that you would want like a listener to kind of take from today's episode? Um, if there's one thing they can take from this, like what is it that you would? Yeah, I mean, um, you're never gonna figure it out right then and there, and I don't think you're you ever will. Um, it's like. I don't know, and I'm pretty sure you guys have heard this song, the U2 song, where, you know, it goes, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, I When I was little, I used to enjoy that song because it just reminded me of summer. Um, I was listening was, to With or Without You earlier. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> That's, so, yeah. It, uh, it, it, now it makes a lot of sense to me, like, what, what the song is about because you're never going to find what you're looking for, right? Like, mm-hmm. and so... Um, I guess what I'm trying to say with this and then to tie it into the concept of, of today's podcast is um, for anyone that, that feels like they need to, um, even that, that one chick that felt like she, she had her life all figured out right then and there, it's like, it's okay if you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the thing that matters, and you brushed up on it earlier, is you just got to keep moving forward. Uh, mm-hmm. As long as you're not going with the daily motions and just kind of monotonously just doing something because you've always done this mm-hmm. um if you can have a spare minute spare hour spare day week something to mm-hmm. where you can you know reflect and then think about what you're doing that's all you really need to, mm-hmm. to figure out what the next steps might be but right. um you're not gonna have it all figured out and even if you think you do <laughs> you might want to check yourself because um something's probably not right right 
Awesome. Well, thank you for coming, and I'll be looking forward to um, you cooking us some tacos. Yes, <laughs> for sure. I'm, I'm kind of hungry now. I'm supposed to be on a diet. <laughs> no, thank you for coming, and like you said, you value time. We value your time, taking the time to, to come to Fort Worth, because I know it was a drive for you. And, yeah, I'm hoping that so many people will kind of take, you know, absorb all this information and um, go follow your passion. Your Instagram again was? At Rudy Shack. And Rudy's is spelled like foodies, but with an R. Okay. I'll tag you on our post for sure. Thank you, guys. All right, guys. That wraps it up, and we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.